0: I'm Laura Engel. This is Fox News Radio, and we are spending a few moments with... Lori Singer. Hello. Hello, Laura. And you are here in studio, Fox News Headquarters, New York City. Thank you so much for being here. And of course, many people know Lori Singer from a lot of different things. I was looking at your resume. My goodness, you've done an awful lot. You start looking at your own stuff going, well, I really better get busy here. Um, but you've done a lot. And of course, a lot of people know you from your role in Footloose. Oh, yeah. I, I was looking back at the date,
1: 1984. Can this be true? I don't think so. No? I think it was more recent than that, Lori. Yes, I I yeah. think it was all I right. Think it was just, we're it was just a couple years back, actually. <laughs> you played Ariel
0: Moore, and of course, we know you and love you from that role. There and of is. course, you were playing Julie Miller in the TV series Fame. Yes, I do. A part created for you. All right. um, but we're here to, t- and we want to talk about all of that fun stuff. But we are here to talk to you today about a extraordinarily interesting project called God Knows Where. I am. This is a documentary. It's a film, and it is so interesting. I want to just actually just kick it off to you and have you explain what it is because it is it is a beautiful piece of work that you narrate. Yes. So tell me what this is about. I'll, we'll start with the basic that it's a movie about a woman by the name of Linda Bishop who's no longer with us. Who was Linda Bishop?
1: Oh, thank you. Thank you, first of all, Laura. It's wonderful to meet you. And to be here. So thank you. You're very welcome. Um. I yes. Uh, Linda Bishop was a woman. Living in New Hampshire, and she was really struggling to find reality. And this is a film which sort of uh, rather depicts her journey in a very special way. It's it's an amazing film. It's a beautiful fuse, fuser, um, fuser? No, centrifuge? No, <laughs> it's, a, it's a beautiful. Yes, thank, thank you, thank you, Laura. <laughs> <laughs> Ding. No, it's a it's a beautiful fusion of of reality and and documentary and a bit of of humanity in the sense that all of her journals are being read by me. So it's absolutely truth. It's it's her, these are her words, and um, it's it's an absolutely compelling documentary, I must say, and and it's uh, beautifully filmed by uh, Gerardo Puglia and, and directed uh, by the Wider Brothers. And I've never seen a documentary quite like it. It's a story of Linda Bishop and her search for reality, and it's the story of her family. And their search for Linda and trying to find her in time to save her. So it's an it's amazing, actually a mystery story that's that's actually the truth.
0: Is this a film about mental illness, homelessness is because Linda Bishop was a woman that died inside of an abandoned farmhouse in New Hampshire, a very large abandoned farmhouse farmhouse in New Hampshire that was off of a main road with an apple orchard in the back and the body was discovered and then that's is that where the story begins in the documentary of how she was found well this yes was this she mentally is, ill this, was she homeless are those accurate well, you descriptions? know the, the
1: thing that I found most compelling about this story and the reason that I absolutely jumped at the opportunity to portray her is her humanity and her search for re- reality what is reality what is human what is mental illness what is mental health what is sanity and so many great artists reshape reality in their own in their own vision, and that's the point, in a way, of being of an, an artist, of having something different to say, of actually being able to craft something which people have not seen before. And I believe Linda was tremendously artistic. She believed in science. She was an art history major from New Hampshire uh, College. She she believed in the larger things in life, and she found herself suddenly feeling abandoned, suddenly feeling alone, suddenly unable to communicate with other people. And it was, as it turns out, due to a physical condition, which threw her off balance mentally. Her family desperately tried to to save her and to protect her. And she found herself doing almost anything to be free of their constraints. And um, I've always been interested in that fine line of sane and insane. Um, being an artist myself, in that we do push the boundaries. We do try and and get people to think of something in a different fashion, to see something in a different fashion, to to change their perspective, to open up their hearts to something which they may not, not have otherwise opened up their hearts to. And I feel this film does that. I feel this film illustrates the poignancy and the genuine search for a common thread and a common sort of meeting point um, of humanity of Linda Bishop and it's 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 an unusual story and and yes the film encompasses all of that encompasses the the fine line between what is mental health and what isn't the fine line of civil liberties should you be free should you be allowed to live your life in your own way as long as you're not harmful to yourself or harmful to others or should you be protected from yourself at all costs and put into a facility whereby you would never have a chance to harm yourself because you're on strong medications so it's a very delicate balance. Uh, personally, I've had a, f- a very, very close friend of mine who was a dancer who struggled with this and 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 trying to decide, should she be put somewhere where she won't harm herself or should she be allowed to live her life where she feels more expressive? How do you decide what is best?
0: Right. You know, and as you move through the film, and, and I have not had the privilege of seeing the entire film, I've just seen the trailer actually, uh, but I've read a lot about it. And what is so... I think captivating in the story and that people will be able to relate to who have h- had the experience uh, in one way or another with maybe a family member or a loved one, a friend, um, who you know, from all accounts Linda Bishop was this vibrant, fun, she was a mother, friend, you know this woman who had gone to college she was educated she was artistic she had what you would see on paper or just see in person you see the pictures of her that her family shares throughout the documentary and you think this is a a beautiful woman
1: who has it all who is who is normal who or whatever that is um, that's the but, question that that's right? what's, that's what's so that's what's so interesting in this in this story is that is she normal is who exactly is wrong here i mean right. is she betrayed has she been betrayed or are these people actually trying to help her and and once her mind flips, into th- considering the people trying to help her as the enemy all chaos breaks loose and and she makes decisions which impact her life and the lives of her loved ones forever and that's that's what the story is so in god
0: knows where i am uh the title suggests and you find out um through reading about this that she she puts herself you know she finds herself in this abandoned farmhouse she decides okay i'm going to stay here
1: for a while and i'm going to live here yeah well actually you know you know laura she finds the farmhouse she finds she finds that it as a haven, she's always loved the outdoors, she's always loved nature. She worked on a farm um, for a short amount of time, but it was a very meaningful uh, period of time in her life. She believes in science, she is an explorer. She gets out of a, of a health facility of a, actually of a hospital. She breaks she gets out of a hospital being declared sane and competent to take care of herself and she's released into the world basically alone. No one knows she was released. Her family was not notified. Wow, really? And Yeah, and she's she's set free into a world for which she is really not prepared to live. Mm. Uh, she has no place to go. She has no friends. And at that moment— You would
0: think that there would be somebody at the checkout of a hospital saying, you know, who are you going home to or who's here to take you. That didn't happen.
1: Well, that's part of the debate. She was left and, and her family tried to find out, is she released? Is she inside? And they would only be told, I'm sorry— that comes under a law by which she, her, her you know her privacy is protected and you cannot find this out mm. so she was released and and the the further tragedy is that her sister anyway so linda is free from the hospital she she backtracks up and down these roads and she finds a beautiful farmhouse which to her is eden and she steps inside and she lives there for 4 months and the amazing poignancy of life is that her sister drives right past that farmhouse almost every day wow. to go to work, and she doesn't know that her sister, Linda, is inside, desperately in need of help, desperately in need of care, and of her love and attention, and and um, she has no idea and she has no way to reach her, and, and it's just a tragic story, but it's a very meaningful story.
0: And when Linda's body was found, who found the
1: body? A person actually trying to buy the house. Okay. Someone looked into the house, looked into the window, and saw Linda.
0: And she was found
1: with these journals. Yes, two journals. And two
0: journals, and this is what you read from. What was that like for you as an artist, as an actor, reading this? And, you know, you do the voiceover work, but you really have to, I mean, you're reading it, and it must have been so powerful to read her words and to her description of the day-to-day of being in this house alone. I read that she, you know, combed her hair with a small rake and a fork and she, yeah. you know, had gone into the attic and found old books and started to educate herself, you know, with these right. college textbooks. But what was that like for you to to read her words out loud
1: and, and be her? Well, wow, it was a profound experience and and it was an honor really to portray her because she was such a fascinating, such a deep, sensitive person, and she created her own world in this mm-hmm. house. She read these journals, she wrote these journals, and she read these stories and books uh, from the family that lived there, and and went over, poured over the papers from a kid's, you know, eighth grade paper and ninth mm-hmm. grade paper, and commented on the teacher's r- remarks, and she put them those her own ideas into the, into her own journal. So she created a world. For herself in this farmhouse, and she, I I found I prepared for it in in a way that I would. uh, I found myself actually looking at the way she wrote in her journal, and 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 when she put more pressure on the pen, if if that would be have been this kind of a day and that kind of a day, and what she wrote, and everything meant something more. She she found meaning in everything because she was in this house looking for a sign that she was going to be saved. Everything had meaning one apple meant something two apples meant something else a, a chickadee on a a leaf meant something else everything was imbued with a special, special, profound meaning to Linda. And she had a great deal of love in her life in terms of feeling misunderstood. She she loved so much and she felt she had no one to give it to. So it was a it's a profound story of, of really humanity. I think at some point, haven't haven't you at some time felt sort of tremendously misunderstood? Of course. <laughs> And haven't you? That was yesterday. Yeah. The day? No, I'm yeah. kidding. And, but yeah, it's, it's and true, and, yearning, and people can relate. Yeah, and yearning for an ex love, haven't you? Or, yeah, or an imaginary? Sure. She she had a husband that was n- in her mind. He was very real, whether or not he actually existed and was her real husband or someone named Steve, who also she met. Mm. She imbued people with heroic qualities, and then she found herself standing on the other side, mm. where um, she was very hard on herself.
0: Where can people watch this? When does it come out? I want more.
1: Okay. <laughs> April 7th in Los Angeles and 30 or 40 other cities across the United States.
0: Well, that's it's incredible, and congratulations on that project. And before we let you go, I want to... Just rewind just a little bit, and just I I yeah. we do have to look at have we Hold do on. have to, on do on do have to wrap. I can't let it go Hang too long, <laughs> but I have got to okay, ask Laura, you. Okay, let me see your boots. <laughs> I you know what you know what I wore cowboy <laughs> right. boots today. Okay, I wore them in like a, to the studio, I'm and I had you. to change. Yeah, and they, but they weren't red. Yes. Yours were red. But, oh yeah, and footloose. Yeah. Right? Oh yes, you they still, are red. You still have them? Oh yeah, I do. I do. Yes, they're in
1: my closet, safe and sound. You don't wear them out
0: every once in a while. Well,
1: you know for special occasions uh, yeah there you go
0: <laughs> well uh, just really quick you know the the experience of footloose obviously that was a film that had to have changed it your it changed your career yes um uh, up your profile uh probably changed your life yes is it something are you tired of people asking about i guess you're probably not tired that's probably a bad question but um you know like it's it's obviously something you're known for uh but now that you know that it is just it, it's gone on and on to where people <laughs> oh, yeah. have the, these fond memories and it's still being shown like I still catch it yeah. you know when I'm watching home watching right. cable or whatever right.
1: yeah how fun was that oh it was it was a tremendous experience did you really it stand was, in between the trucks was oh, that yeah, really you that was really me Yeah, that was, that was, was me yeah that's and we, we shot that on the very last day of shooting <laughs> just to make sure <laughs> yeah <laughs> filming because they wanted to make sure they had the whole film in the can as they say <gasps> I never heard that yeah I was true. actually joking I didn't think that yeah. that was yeah. you you and really I the teased them the entire film I said what and why are we shooting this on the last day exactly Exactly, Herb. It was Herb Ross was the director, and I uh, and yeah, we shot that scene on the very last day, and um, it was really me. And I actually trusted two actors, Jim Youngs, who played my boyfriend uh, Chuck Cranston in the film. I trusted him, and I trusted my my good friend who from who actually was from Provo, Utah, to drive the car, and and uh, I stood. Between the the truck and the car, yeah, and and actually did that stunt. I did not do it when a truck was coming. However, I did have a stunt double who helped me out when the truck was on its way towards wow. us. Wow! But I can tell you this is such
0: insider yeah. information. I love yeah, this. I, I that never knew mean. this. I honestly, yeah. oh yeah, I did, I thought the answer was going to be different, and I'm yeah. so stoked that yeah. I asked you that. And,
1: and I did the train also, standing in front of the train. Did you really? And it was, we shot that at like four o'clock in the morning just before the light was going to come up. And so there was some pressure because it was a huge engine. Yeah. And, um, so, knew you were
0: doing, and yeah, yeah. And I agreed to do that. (laughs) Somebody called the railroad.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Hello. No. And I, I stood there so long actually, because I felt, you know, at four in the morning, you're speaking of perspective, your perspective begins to be sort of play chicken with yourself that, Oh, I can do more. I can do more. Yeah. If you're that kind of personality. And, um, so I was standing there in front of the train, and, and actually I was standing there a little too long because I was supposed to move when it hit a certain yellow pole, and I just stood there. I was like, I can stay here give them a better shot. And <laughs> the stuntman actually rushed in and knocked me out of the way, so he saved me. Wow and all those dance moves
0: obviously were yours.
1: Oh yeah. I, I studied with, with Debbie Bacon. Allen and some other people. Did you really? Oh yeah. She oh, was amazing. Oh that's so great. Do You and
0: Kevin still mix it up at weddings. you guys at weddings? Ab- at weddings? You I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Like, Kevin and I mix I'm it, picturing it up at weddings. You, we're secretly married. Fantasy. Just don't tell
1: Kira. <laughs>
0: <In> <laughs> Kira my, would not be in happy. my Hollywood mind yeah. I'm thinking. And we're actually
1: Mormon. Yes. <laughs> because we shot in Provo, <laughs> Utah. So yeah. We, don't you guys the same
0: parties and you swing around on the dance floor and you pull out the red cowboy boots. I can dream. Yeah. I could dream that it happens invite you next time. All right. Well, thank you very much. I could talk to you forever, but I'm being told that we have uh, exceeded our podcast limit. So okay. Lori, you are a fantastic interview a, you, and Laura. a terrific actress. And uh, I didn't even get into your music, but we'll have to talk about that the next time you come when you talk about your next project.
1: It's a pleasure. Thank you very much. For thank having you very me.
0: much. We have been talking with Lori Singer. What a treat. I'm Laura Engel. This is Fox News. from the Fox News Podcasts Network. In these ever-changing times, you can rely on Fox News for hourly updates for the very latest news and information on your time. Listen and download now at foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Listen to Fox News Podcast shows ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or follow wherever you get your podcasts.